Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Louis. No, I, I yeah. wanted to talk to you about Louie because... Irate, disgusted, horrified. I have so many... I mean, I have a lot of feelings about it. Yeah. Like, I feel like you can't stop him from doing stand-up. Like, no. It's like you no. can't tell a writer they can't write, a yeah. painter they can't paint. Yeah. Um, and I feel like... I mean, because I... And I, I know you, you're friends with Rebecca Corey. Yeah. Um... And it's just, it's, I feel like it's tearing the community apart. I, I just think there's, you know, um, there's a couple things. One, I could probably, uh, of course I'm not, uh, um, mention 10 other women that he did this to. Right. right? So I, I think when people go, 
they like, oh, well, there's only a couple. Oh, he didn't. Like, you know, you're just like, are, are you at like th- right. that? That notion is inconceivable. OK. And super gross. We've known about it forever. Right. Um, he's just been, uh, you know, and, and it's like, OK, then it's the argument. You got to separate the art from the you know right. person. But he's just so he's also the most powerful man in stand up or was. Right. You and, know? But also. But then there's this other, there's another factor that he had of his production company, a woman. He gave show, I mean, he produced shows for women. I mean, he is in his work a feminist, you know, but in his, I mean, he's obviously got a major fucking problem that he would do this, but it is this power. I don't know. It's just so, I feel like it's really tearing us apart as far as because comics always stick together yeah um we always stick together and, and I, I defense i i get when people start like ripping on stand-ups i want right. to like murder them right i will literally defend stand-ups to the like they're my favorite group of people right. they're so blatantly misunderstood everyone just thinks we're like crying getting up at eight right. o'clock doing some you know set at night you're like oh you i know no, i understand no oh, one is what when they're like oh you work an hour a night it's like yeah, fuck you I, I work 24 fucking hours a day you asshole like, it literally we work harder than like i would say like anybody in the arts right and then most people like people just phone their fucking jobs and from right. nine to five we work all day and then we work all night right it's nonsense. And get on planes yeah. and just to fucking get on stage. Just get you know? on stage. But the Louis thing is like, I'm not saying he, you know, can't do stand up again, obviously. Right. But the way, the first of all, the way it happened, the lack of remorse and apology, the right. f- when he dis- when he came clean. Well, he did write that. But it was so, it was so like, it was, it was like the shittiest. I don't even know if he ever said, I'm sorry. Right. Like right. it was so shitty. Right. It, it, he did something because he had to. Then he's like, I'm going to take a long time. Eight months later, it comes back. Okay, maybe that you think that's a long time. But at least handle it correctly. Well, I, my thing is that talk about... You can't talk, get talk on stage and not mention it. Yeah, and and at least have the human decency, which clearly he's lacking, right. to say, guys... Uh, this is super awkward. Uh, you know, everything I did was super fucked up. Like, just acknowledge it and then move on. That was the one thing. What, and so now I, I'm like, I'm done. I like, have I'm always done. been a fan of Louis' yeah. stand-up. I think he, you know, was one of the few guys who really did employ women. Yeah. Um, he's the father of daughters, you yeah. know. Yeah. I think he has a problem, you know, with the fucking jerking off and all that shit. And, you know. Um, but you can't get on stage and say I lost 35 mil like I, I thought it's, it's, it's like and then, and like then I don't go, even have okay, 35 done. and this yeah. whole idea of it's a second chance like he had it's not a second chance everyone he's starting from from yeah. way above yeah. where everyone else starts yeah you know but you know he, it's the audience I my thing is the audience will decide yeah you know yeah. the audience the people will get up who you know, but it's I just think it's horrible it's horrible, and what I fear, and I'm sure this is what's going to happen when you have a white, powerful man right. in charge, is in six months he'll it'll it'll just be swept under the rug, you know, right. like, and it's just it's it it just it, it just think like God, where is it? Just the human decency? Right. Where it's just like manners, just you know what I mean? Like, and and people go, oh, it's just jerking off. Like that's so upsetting. Well, it's, it's, it's a, such, such it's a power so, thing. And the other thing so is, gross. who wants? I don't want to want. 
Like, who wants to watch someone jerk off? It's all right. Whatever. Thing is so gross. Um, you had an experience on Chelsea lately, uh, which I never did that show. Yeah. Um, apparently, I heard that she doesn't like me. That's insane. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did, Chelsea. I don't know what I did. Oh, she's half Jewish. Um, and I read about this in a bunch of articles that you got, and it wasn't her. No. Because, you know, she's hosting the show and you're on this panel and you're between two male comics. Yeah. Who are shouting a- a- over you anytime you speak. Yeah. Is that? It was, uh, it was not only that they were gross. They were they were just gross pigs. And if I had I, and I I just moved to L.A. I didn't have a lot of confidence, right? You know, and so I just kind of sat it's so there. Hard. And I was People trying don't... to get a joke in. Right. It was it was it was such a miserable experience. It would be different now because I would look at them and be like, "Can you Go guys shut the yourselves. fuck off?" Yeah. You know what I mean? But then you're just like sitting there. You're like, "Oh God!" It felt like the first year at Boston Comedy Club where right. I was the only woman. And so many times I was like, I'm just going to run out the door. I'm going to run out the door and be like, I have the flu. Like, right. that's what it felt like. They were just screaming. And then uh, uh, um, it was, uh, I don't even care. It doesn't matter what their names are. Uh, it was uh, Gary Valentine and Finesse Mitchell. And they were nice enough to me. They were just trying to get their jokes right. in. But f- then Finesse had some nasty, like, gross gay comment. It was just a joke. I'm not saying he's a homophobe, but it, it was what gross. What did he say? It was something about when uh, what's her face uh, Lindsay Lohan was dating um, the the DJ. Right. It was some gross like you know gay joke and and that's how we started. So I was already then I was on the defense. Right. Of course. And then they were screaming over me and I and was people like, don't realize that like th- these the first person who speaks sets the tone. Yeah. You know, especially in a stand-up show. Like, yeah. the MC sets the tone. Yeah. Like, people just hire MCs because it's a thankless job who yeah. don't know what the fuck they're doing and it's it can fuck up. It's the most important part right. of the show. And <laughs> in this, when I started in the 80s and and the like the MC was the star of the show. That's what you it know? should And be. it should be like that. Yeah. But it's yeah. so fucking fucked up in this, um, in this business. Uh, they did a, uh, they ha- we I don't know if, well you of course you know the the L word was like the first lesbo yeah. show and then they did the real L word oh yeah 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 and they asked you to do it is yeah. that correct yeah uh, well I don't even remember was the L was the real L word like wa- a real watched- version like a reality show version of a real it was I watched the first couple episodes because I had, I had two friends of mine on it and then I was like I can't uh. But it was so, the thing about it, it's like, it's so, it's this weird thing where like you put yourself up on stage right. and you're, and you're like, but then I'm extremely shy after, like, I don't want to hang out. Oh, I, don't like I know. To, I don't like any of it. I like to like crawl. I like run out. Like, right. And I'm Same. like, give me my gin and tonic. Give me away from right. everybody. So that, and I would, but I was dating uh, um, a performer at the time and she did improv and she was a really good actress and writer and stuff like that. So of course we were like the perfect people for right. it, but we were, and I think probably she Did she want to do it? I think she was really like, yes. Oh, and I was like, this so is they my came up to you nightmare. and said, uh yeah i mean they were just kind of putting it together and we were like in consideration and i was like oh fuck no like this is my worst nightmare right like, to have like and it would have been decent money too no it would have been probably terrible money oh, those right. shows pay like a dollar fifty yeah i'm just assuming it was terrible right money. but it's everyone does shit for their fucking career like oh yeah. it's exposure it's, it's yeah right. but that to me was just like the most like horrifying concept like a camera in my house right that's the thing with social it's horrible. media. I did, I did celebrity wife swap. 
Oh, you did? Yes. I did um, not know that. How did I with, not know that? With uh, Pendulette. And both of us, we both didn't want to do it. And they kept asking and asking. Yeah. And we were going to be the first same-sex couple ever on. And the money was good. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Um, and we did it. And Henry hated it. Um, but the great thing about it was that, you know, our, our gay family came yeah. out looking like normal and like in yeah. never mentioned it and it was like i think we were the most relatable that's well that's you know that's and like so a, i thought yeah. it was a good thing to yeah. do and i needed the money Wait, um, what's, what's the concept again you switch so like he lives with he your lives wife with you... uh, elisa elisa yeah. went over there and um his wife who won't admit she's jewish because uh, she's <laughs> atheist uh or agnostic or whatever uh came and lived with us and, you know, I have this yeah. two-bedroom apartment with one bathroom, tiny, 1,000 square feet, and they have a fucking compound. Oh, my God. And Elise is like, she's like, I love the hair and makeup and, you know, playing golf every day and... Oh, my God. You know. Where are they? Jer- or Manhattan? No, they live in Vegas. Oh, they live in mm-hmm. Vegas. Oh, my God. The first time you talked about being gay on stage, you were at the Starlight Lounge in East Village. Do you remember that place? Did no, you ever do a show there? I don't think so. Oh, it was like the greatest place Really? Ever. It was like this, uh, just a gay bar, and they had a room in the back, and Keith Price, I don't know if you know Keith Price, you probably mm. know, he did a serious, he like hosted a serious, uh, do they still have the gay channel in serious? Did that No, that's fold? done. Uh, he... He co-hosted one oh, of the okay. gay shows on Sirius uh, before, or after like Frank DiCarlo, and um, uh, yeah, he created he you know he created this awesome uh, room in the back, right? And uh, it just felt like the safest place. So, in America. did you know you were going to do it that night? Like at that night, did you say I'm going to come out? I don't on know. Stage? I I think it was like brewing. I was like right. one of these nights, one of these nights, and. It, it probably was sort of planned, but it was. I was like shaking. Right. Meanwhile, I had been doing stand for like seven years. Right. So there's no reason to like shake, right? Because it's like you're at, but, you're admitting yeah. it to yourself. Yeah. You're admitting it. So what what was the joke? Um, I I can't re- I can't exactly remember the the joke, but I think there there was a line of like. Um, oh, I don't. I God, I can't exactly remember the. It might have been. It might have been that, uh, like, my parents, at one time, my twin was dating a black guy, my older sister was dating a Jewish guy, and uh, I I was dating uh, a lesbian, and we played the game, like, who could horrify our parents more? (laughs) That's great. And, like, the order of acceptance was Jewish man, lesbian, black man. Right. That's uh, horrible. Yeah. But if the lesbian was Catholic, she'd trump the Jew. Oh, that's good. Uh, And That's great. I think, then I think I said, oh, God. I'm gay. I, right. th- I like blurted it right. out. I was like, this is, and Keith was like, this is the first time you've ever said you're gay. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gay. And the place was like, oh, like it was so supportive so and great. wonderful. And I thought, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Like I can do this. When did you tell your parents that you were a lesbo? My mom asked me if I was gay. When? Um, Probably like when, maybe like a year after I figured out I was gay. So how old were Mary you? Mary Foley. Uh 26 or 27 okay. so yeah all right let's do the scene Aaron can I talk to you <laughs> how does she talk um, uh sort of like that Aaron hi it's mom <laughs> can I talk to you <laughs> um uh, uh breakfast table I'd been there a week okay Amtrak 10 a.m this is at 8 a.m okay. the last possible window right. you could have a, t- a conversation right. okay. in true Irish Catholic style okay um and then uh, it, it was. Do you mind coffee? <laughs> All right, go ahead. It was always about religion. She'd go, right. uh, "Are you going to church?" 
I go, Mom, why are we talking about this again? We've talked about this like ad nauseum. I was like, sometimes I go, sometimes I don't, blah, right. blah, blah. And I did the whole spiel. You can have faith without spiel. going to church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can have a bagel on the way to church. Uh, and and then and I go, why are you asking me this? And she goes, well, um, well, I mean, uh, you know, are are your entertainer friends gay? And I was like, what? It was like the first time right. she said the word ever. Right. And I go, some of them are, some of them aren't. Yeah. And she's like, uh, well, are you gay? And I was like, listen, the, 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 my life in New York City, and I just went around. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so around. hard. It was 8 a.m. My father, that's, my father called me. Um, I don't even know how old I was. It must have been 25. Or, and yeah. he called me in the morning and is like, asked me. And I was like, oh, I, and I was like, I just woken up. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I ha- need preparation. Yeah. You know, he died. I never told him before he died. But no way. Yeah. When my mother found out, she goes, "Why did you lie to your father?" Oh. I'm like, oh my god, hello. I mean, yeah. I made you call me Ringo and Robert when I was growing up. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, so clearly, yeah, it's yeah. so, it's so. It's like you're like, well, I was like, can I get a practice run? Can I even like, I couldn't even prepare like a like an intelligent monologue for her. So, how did that conversation end? And then she said it again. She's like, "Are you gay?" And I was like, "Well, might as well do this." And I was like, "Yeah." And then and then she brought up kids, and I was like, "I'm like, I'm like not even dating." I was like, "Mom, can we just pump the brakes on all of this?" And and then she was like, "Uh, "I'm I'm 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 I'm." devastated and i said well i knew you would be and we paused and she goes well uh, we got to return that blockbuster video before you make the train no way and i go okay and i got in the car and i'm returning the blockbuster video like is this happening is this happening and then i get back into the house and she goes and i just didn't even know how this is gonna be so awkward right she goes, Aaron, you know what? Um, in my AARP magazine, Billy Crystal has this really good article about creativity, and I cut it out for you. I think it's going to be a really good read on the train. And that was it. Wow. And I knew it would be super awkward, but we would, and then they would be totally fine, right. and we would never talk about it again. And that's exactly what happened. Like four so months later. So you never later, talked about it again. We literally never discussed it, and I never had a conversation with my dad, because he was like, he was away. He traveled right, a lot. Right, right, right. Paper. And then, well, then it was Merchant Marines. Oh, it was okay. fishing. It was right. a lot. Uh, but I was moving in with my girlfriend a couple years later. And he was like, what are you doing this week? I said, I said, oh, well, mom didn't tell you I'm moving in with Karen. And this is, this is, he goes, yep, right. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right, right. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yep. That went on for like two minutes. Yep. And, right. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. yep. Okay. And All I right. Was like, All right. Uh, okay. And he goes, okay, great, great. Great. Let me know how that goes. Great. Great. <laughs> that was it. And so have you ever discussed it since? No, but I brought home girlfriends and, you know, but they're just so awkward. They're right. the two most awkward people alive. Right. So it's like if we didn't bring home Jesus, it almost right. nothing to do that it was gay. Right. It was just so awkward. Wow. Yeah. So. And, and your sisters fine. could give a shit. Oh my God! They they were so pissed at my mom when they right. used, when she were devastated. Right. They were like they called her and like ripped her a new one. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were fine, but it's just awkward. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than ten thousand different kinds of plants and over two million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. What 
whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. Let's talk about Bob. Oh, Bob. Bob Smith. Um, he a, loved what you. What a game changer that man was. Oh. Like, he was professionally. Yeah. You know, he was my best friend. Um... I miss him every fucking day. You two together, like, I, I, that was like the world, the world's greatest combo. Oh, I know. Um, such a, he's so stubborn though. He was, um, but he loved you. Oh my God. I, I just, I just felt so incredibly lucky that I met him and he took a shine to me. Yeah. You know, like he just was, you know, you're, you revere him on so many right. levels and, uh, and all his book, he just was like, Oh my God, special, his books are amazing. Like you know, what's amazing is that, um, I gave Elisa his bu- book of his essays. I think it was Way to Go, Bob, the, one of his first books. Um, and to, she'll read it in bed and laugh. Yeah. Like I just, she'll just all of a sudden start laughing and I feel yeah. like he's there. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, what a loss. What, you just think of all these jackholes that I are know. still living. Trump. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you loot like... And then Poppy Kramer. Yeah. You know, like, we just lost her a couple of I know, like what the my, fuck oh, is that? One of my best friends for the last 20 years. Well, yeah, what was that? And we lose Bob Smith and Poppy Kramer. I know. And then dump trucks leading our, yeah. and then fucking fucktard Pence. Like, it's just, it's I, so, I, it's so, it's so upsetting. Even just, <laughs> it's a terrible to say, but even like, we have so many jackhole comics. <laughs> right. Can we just have, you know, we lose like such good ones. I know. But Bob went out of his way for me. Yeah. I mean, he, especially when I moved to California, when I moved to L.A., Bob called Poppy Champlin, um, like a, a manager, three other, co- like right. how I know the people I know in L.A. that I met very quickly that, that literally, cha- it was through Bob. 
Right. He's, he didn't have he to, was like, so he didn't have to generous. Do any of I know. That, you know? He's the greatest. And he also just sets the example of like how you should live your life and right. how you should help people. And right. I think comics are very, I, I find them to be very helpful. You know what I mean? Like the ones that really support you. But he was just. There are, I, you know, I've seen a shift because I remember all the guys would always help each other. Yeah. You know, like you look at Ray Romano. Every yeah. one of his friends worked on that show. Yeah. I mean, Kevin James would not even be here yeah. if it wasn't. And it was all men. Um, but th- that's, those were his buddies. And and then I was like, why don't the women help? And, and then I realized, because the women don't have the opportunity. We don't have the opportunity. And, you we, know, and when you do, I, I, mean, I see the ones, people pulling Right. In. So the ones yeah. that have only helped me, Rosie and Margaret Cho. Yeah. Or the, or the, and it was women who have given me my biggest, yeah. you know, career advances. Yeah. And I love Margaret. I I, 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 when I, I think I remember there's a couple specials that I remember seeing going, you can do that in comedy. Right. And it was Maria Bamford and Margaret. Yeah. Joe. Maria Bamford's fucking awesome. I, I, when I saw Maria Bamford's special, I was like, I didn't know you could do that. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was just starting out and I was like, is that possible? What do you think of Hannah Gadsby? Oh, I, well, I mean, I loved it. Yeah. I loved every second of I, it. I kind of feel like she's a storyteller and a satirist. Yeah. And I don't know, like, when I watched her special, which was riveting, the the amount of rage in her face when yeah. she was... Yeah. That's not stand-up to me. Yeah. That's more theater, you know? And, and, yeah. But... It, it it felt like a you know it, yeah. fe- it felt like a a true wonderful like the best of the best one woman show mm-hmm. that I've ever seen in my entire life which sprinkled in stand up yeah. except for yours mm-hmm. um, which sprinkled in stand up right. and in all of it you right. know what I mean like the only the only comment I had was the freedom she had was amazing right. we we don't when we're working these comedy well, clubs Thursday Friday Saturday I I can't even touch those subjects right. it feels like well she you know it's there's like a gift in her autism you yeah. know that yeah. she doesn't have those yeah. Um, but if it should be required watching for every yeah. fucking human yeah. on the planet, it was good. amazing. Um, okay, so what? I hate this question because you know it's when you're a comic. <laughs> um, what's next? What are you? You you have your podcast. Two. It's it's a three prong a three prong attack. Okay, go. Uh, I, I, I kind of decided in stand up that so I've been headlining these like straight comedy clubs forever. Right. And uh uh I'm burning out. Right. And uh it's becoming not fun. Right. You can't you got you can't. I can't. Yeah. So um you know Jason Duty? Yeah. Yeah. So Jason's like been one of my really good friends and he moved to Baltimore and uh I was like, listen, after Trump pre- pence, I was like I want to. I've been thinking about this for a while. I need to like change the model, not the existing model, but like for me, I want to do like a straight gay little comedy tour and hit these like small cities and small theaters that need LGBTQ and adjacent content. So we kind of banded together and we're doing this. It's called Come Out Laughing Tour. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Some gay, some straight, all hilarious or whatever. Yeah, I want to do a tour. So, yeah, I just, because then when you're on the road, you're, you're not you alone. You can say anything. Right. You're not alone. You're bringing comedy to a community. Like right. we're going to Spokane. Spokane. Oh, that's great. It's like in desperate need right. of anything gay or right. just, just some exposure to be like, okay, I'm not alone in Spokane. 
So that is going to be like my super like passion project for stand up. And I think it mentally and physically and spiritually, I'll just have so much more fun doing stand up. Right. Because you're not, people yeah. don't realize how fucking solitary it is. It's so solitary. And also, you have to like conform to like, right. I land in San Antonio and I'm like, oh, is this going to, which way is this going to go? I know. It's right? so it's scary. Awful. It's so bad what, because. If you don't have the show to look to, forward to, yeah. then you're you're, like, you're yeah 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 yeah. So yeah, in the sports, I'm going to try to develop in, into a show, and then uh, trying to get also get staffed. Are you going to move back to New York? Um, probably not. Why? You have the girlfriend in the 140s. I know, but the 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 I just feel like it's like the same life, and the the for me the the money and the stability and security is like more in the writing, and that's L.A. Okay. I feel like I'm going to give that. A real world and uh, okay see if what you got a job in new york oh i would take it in a heartbeat okay oh god 30 seconds it would take you know no they're convincing. building all these i just did an episode yeah. of murphy Round, but they're building all these studios yeah which is awesome i mean it's gonna be like burbank over yeah. in queens and the bronx um how was murphy brown was it the greatest it was amazing ever? i mean i was so excited that because yeah. Tyne Daly's on there. So she was my... So awesome. Uh, I can't even. Yeah. Like, I love her. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was It was, It was. was pretty amazing. It's going to be the Thanksgiving episode. Oh my and God, just I can't Faith wait. Ford is the nicest person ever. It's so great. Just, you know what's great about doing Murphy Brown? The whole writing staff, my age and older, the whole, there were two camera people, women in their 60s. Who so had been awesome. doing it for? It was the writing is phenomenal. The whole staff is mature, you know. Yeah. It's not, yeah. and you know they're so happy to have like yeah. jobs again. You yeah. know, they were all like, "All right," you know. Like I think Faith had moved, and I would see Grant at auditions and stuff, and he was like, Ugh, yeah. you know? "And they're yeah. they're just yeah so grateful." I hate that word, but yeah. They're hashtag grateful. And yeah. they're, um, yeah, it's just so professional. And Diane English, I mean, whatever. These are like legends, you know? Um, we're, we're lucky. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see you on Murphy Brown. That's uh, so please, awesome. It's one scene. Um, <laughs> what? All right. So I asked my guests two questions. Okay. First of all, because we're very pro mental health. Yes. Are you or have you ever been on any antidepressants? I have not. What? Yeah. Never. Just never. alcohol. A uh, lot of booze. Right. Um, and never, I was never a drug person. Uh, like, you know. Did some, you ever some smoke weed, pot? Yeah, some weed now and then, but right. I'm, I'm terrible at weed. I'm right. excel at drinking. Okay. But now I can at least have a healthy relationship with booze. Um, what is a healthy relationship with booze? Um, I can cut it off at two. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I always vowed if I can't cut off at two, I got to give it up. Right. Uh, um, but I can so far. Cut it off at two. I had like three glasses of wine last night, and then I called Elisa, and she's like, "What? Did you have wine?" I mean, it's like, okay, Elisa, I'm not your child. Oh god. The last question I ask all my guests, um, is as you know, I'm always pissed off about something. Yes, that's what makes Which you is, the funniest woman on oh, earth. Oh, thank you. And um, I also. Uh, you know, name the podcast Kill Me Now because I say Kill Me Now yeah. about a thousand times a day. So what pisses you off the most? Like, what makes you so fucking 
crazy pissed off. It could be anything. Yeah. Um, it could be like walking up the sub, like this. I use this as an example yeah. often, but when people are looking at their fucking phones when they're walking up the stairs out of the subway and fucking delaying me. All yeah. Right, go ahead. <laughs> I, I honestly like, uh, I, I have so many. Yeah, that's um, good. Uh, can I give a couple? Yeah. I re- Judah brought, uh, Judah Friedlander brought an entire list. Go ahead. Uh, uh, the, one of the reasons why I left New York was uh, when people wouldn't let me off the subway when they came in the subway before I got off the oh, subway. Oh, I can't. I can't. I, I, I started yeah, yeah. taking my elbows out and swinging my elbows yeah, to get off. And I was like, just screaming, just absolutely screaming at people. It was so it's fucking the irritating. Worst. And it's like, you it's just it's just how it's how it works it's also manners like but what? it's also like you're supposed to let people out before you go on even when you open a yeah. door it's ha- literally how the subway works right also oh i hate if that some shit some fucktard doesn't like hold the door and the door closes in front of me and i'm oh, right yeah. behind you i want to i want to literally punch him in the back of the head right i do think we should get it like a punch card or a slap right. card once a year you you can you slap can, or hit anyone without any get, repercussions because right. it's so. And then L.A. I have to transfer to the car. I mean, people's fucking car addict. You you want to murder under, them. The problem with the driving in L.A. is that you d- don't know how long anything's going to take, and like yeah. you can only you can't plan anything. Yeah, that's why I love New York. I can ride my bike. I can take yeah. the subway. Yeah. And, yeah, I think my my it makes me so angry that my new dream is. Uh, um, I'm at a I'm at a stoplight and it's a big intersection right. and there's people crossing. So I can't take a right, even though I can take a right on mm-hmm. right because I'm going to literally run down right. people. And someone behind me is like on his horn. Yeah, and I on can't his that horn. shit. And I I I literally like my blood boils. Right. I want to put it in park. The dream is you put it in park. park you open you the door. Out, yeah. You get out and you pick them out of the car. Right. You slam them and you scream. You at slam them out against for like the hood. Ten minutes and then they go. Oh, I'm really I'm really sorry about that. And you go, all right, cool. That's like literally right. a dream. It's like a fantasy that Last I keep night, repeating. I was walking across the street um, on Canal Street, uh, and I, they were someone was going into the Holland Tunnel, and I I saw the green light, and I I went to walk, and I realized it was green light for them to make a right turn, and this guy starts like beeping so loud and. Like almost ran me over, like purposely almost like rage when I was walking and he started speeding up yeah. and and I stopped in front of the car and I took my phone and I bashed it on his the hood of his car. Oh, and, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I then I just walked away. And he's he's got the window open. He's screaming. I had headphones on. I was listening to the news. So I didn't fucking hear a word he said. And that was it. But it's, it's like, I yeah. can't, just don't, just shut the fuck up. Like, I, I'm walking yeah. across the street. You don't yeah. have to fucking beep and almost fucking kill me yeah. because you had a fucking bad day at work, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, it's like those moments where you're just like, I want to, like, I want to murder you. Like, yeah. I just, I just, I actually just want to, like, just shake them. Right. And scream, like, get, wake the fuck up. What the up. fuck is wrong with you? Seriously, what is wrong with you? I'm in Metro North and these two right. fucking dingbats, 9 a.m. on Monday, started talking about their dumb fucking fuck Trump tards on the Metro North talking about the the caravan. They don't even know what they're fucking talking about. I'm volume eight. Wait, what were they saying? They're pro 
they were literally like, oh, these, it's like those dumb Fox News sound bites that mm-hmm. they repeat and they don't even know what the fuck they're right. talking about. Oh, these people are going to come in and we're going to have to pay for them. And they, and, and, but tr- Trump's got it. Trump's got it. Trump's going to send yeah. an army down there. And you're just like, what are you fuck? Are you oh, fucking they, out I, of your I mind? I got in a ca- uh, car and the guy, the driver, it was last week, says to me, because, you know, I'm very vocal about my dislike and hatred of him. Um, the driver's like, well, I heard we're gonna, I heard we're gonna get like a ten percent tax cut. I'm like, he may, you're not gonna get a ten percent. The Congress isn't even in no session. One reads. Like, no it's one like, reads. Yeah, that's no. the problem. And he knows that, and so yeah. he fucking spews out. Yeah. Why is it okay to lie? Yeah. Why is it okay to lie? Can I do Fuck one you. more really yeah, go quick? Ahead. Uh, parents that have little kids on an airplane because we live on airplanes yeah. that put video games on to these little fucking fucktards and they don't put earphones on when you go put earphones on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, hurt yeah. my child's ears. I, I will no, no, no. murder. I will fucking murder. Here's what I have to say as a parent, um, but now my kids are adults, almost, one, almost. Um, Benadryl, okay? Yeah. Benadryl. Whiskey in the gums. Right. Earphones, their right. ears aren't going to fall Earf- off. I can't stand that. I literally like I'm supposed to like have a five hour right. flight while your little fucking Timmy watch listens to some goddamn yeah. Disney movie that is terrible. Makes me, it, I want to kill them. All right, Aaron. Um, now that I'm filled with rage. Yeah, it's the best, isn't it? it is. Fucking assholes. Um, wh- where can people find you? Uh, you do, now you told me that you deleted Twitter, but now you're going to be bad. I deleted CNN and MSNBC during Kavanaugh. Then I deleted uh, Twitter about five days ago. And then now that I'm sort of traveling and I don't, I, then I just feel like I need access right. that I put Twitter back on. But so I only do like five minute increment, increments. Okay. Uh, website, AaronKFoley.com has got all tour dates. And then, F-O-L-E-Y. F-O-L-E-Y. Uh, and then my Sports Without Balls podcast is free on iTunes uh, and AllThingsComedy.com. Is that... Um once a week? Once a week. I record it on Mondays and it's up on Tuesdays. Wow. Mine's well, up I mean, on Tuesdays too. I try. Mm. Sometimes it's Wednesdays. All right. We need consistency. Yeah, I know. I'm not consistent. Um, Aaron, thank you very much. I feel like I could here. talk to you for 800 I know. Hours. I could go. I You're have to go to my favorite. stupid fucking meeting. I don't feel like... Uh, all right. Whatever. Um, You're the best. You are. So good to see you. You too. Take I care. And as we always say, so long! <laughs> And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.
www.thepowerbrand.com.